Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Football fans, welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Let's go! We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is... Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No, former Penn State All-American Rich Ornberger, and FSR betting analyst Jared Smith. Oh, what is going on, everybody? Welcome in here as we get you all set for a full slate of college football. We are packed to the gills here, and we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I don't know if you guys want to do a three-hour therapy session for me (laughs) after the Irish had it. They had it last week, and it just slipped between their fingers. And I think we should do this. I think we should blend a couple of the games from last week to this week. Yes, uh, very fitting from our technical producer, Chris Perfett. The Irish, are they over it today? It's a big test at Duke. But the heartbreaker that was last week against the Ohio State, last two plays the Irish had 10 men on the field. They're missing a guy. And that was after Ohio State converted on fourth and seven, third and 19 in the final seconds. And then you had Notre Dame. They had an interception. D.J. Brown had it. Shades of Pete Bursich in 93 against Boston College. Just rip your heart out type stuff. I want to know if the Irish are over it today when they take on the Dukies at night. 
But that's one of the better matchups we have today, gents. They better be, Brian. Like, here, here's the reality of the situation. When you have a team that, like the Fighting Irish, who have a fighting chance of really and honestly playing for a national championship this year, you have to have a short memory when thing go, things go wrong. Look, Marcus Freeman took full accountability for what happened on the field against Ohio State, and I thought that was a great start. I had a coach named Bill Belichick, and Bill was big about those moments. You know, because those are the moments that fans remember. Those are the moments that haunt you when you go to sleep at night. Those are the moments when you need to play your absolute best football and you need to play clean football. It's inexcusable not to have enough men on the field for, for a play like that or for two plays like that. That's, it's impossible. It cannot happen. However, it did. And so now you need to take accountability. You need to figure out a system to prevent that from ever happening again and then move on and move on quick because guess what? No rest for the weary. You're going to go and you're going to face the 17th-ranked Duke team. That looks pretty good this year. Yeah, and you guys remember, right, If you, those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Last year, very different situation in, in the Ohio State-Notre Dame game, but same result. It was a loss for Notre Dame. Then they turned around the following week and they lost as a three-touchdown favorite to Marshall. Mm. So... They mentioned that, or Marcus Freeman mentioned that in the press conference this week. He was asked that question, to be fair. He didn't bring it up willingly. Um, but it, obviously the team is aware of that. And you look at the letdown factor, and we talk about this all the time. In fact, we're going to do a whole segment about it uh, later in the show, a segment that we did last year, the Situation Room, when it, talking about those, those spots that just – grab you sometimes and it happens more I think in college football than it does in the NFL In the NFL they're pros they should be able to handle the ups and the downs in college I think they're, they're, they're kids they're teenagers they're more susceptible to those emotional highs and lows and that every single smart person that I heard talk about this game this week that's the first thing they mentioned the only thing that matters in this game before you can break down the X's and the O's is how up Notre Dame is and 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 how much of their of, of their best stuff they have after what was a really, really tough loss last week. I'll be honest, I, I think all of those things aside, they did a lot of other things, Brian, during the game that I didn't like. For example, I really would have put the ball in Sam Hartman's hands more. They ran it 39 times, and Hartman only threw it 25. I know they had some wide receivers banged up, but I, I, we're, we're going to focus on that last drive and, and, and those last two plays with the 10 men on the field, but I felt there was a lot of other spots in that game where Notre Dame could have created some distance and not had it come down to that last drive but very conservative game plan and then you see the result really tough one bud really really tough one yeah it's uh it's tough when your boys that would normally troll you are kind of like patting you on the back like man dude that's, <laughs> yeah 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 that exactly. was a tough one that's right how there. you know it's a bad one <laughs> that's how you know it was bad oh, um we man. also look at last week tied to this week oregon just dusted colorado last week it was 35 nothing at halftime. Final score ends up being 42-6, to although it could have been way worse than that for Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffs. Colorado's got a huge game today. They host USC. It's a monster matchup. And I want to see how Colorado responds from last week. And you think about how personal that game was. It wasn't just, hey, let's line up and play some ball over here. You had Dan Lanning, the Oregon head coach. This was part of his pregame speech, calling out 
uh, Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffs. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass. I mean, listen, we'll get into this a little bit later. Uh, whatever it takes to fire up your team, fine. I thought that was a complete cheap shot. I thought it was so stupid. There's nothing wrong with fighting for clicks and wins. This gets misconstrued all the time that if you got a little style, a little flash, well, you don't really care about winning. It is rich for Oregon, of all teams, to be making that claim when they have the loudest uniforms. How stupid would it be to say, oh, they don't care about winning. They just care about style and flash. That's been said. You hear that a lot, and it's like, why can't you have style and flash and still care about winning? It's silly. But in any event, Oregon, they have a test at Stanford, and most people would laugh at that. Stanford's given them a lot of problems over the years. I don't think they're in jeopardy of losing, but that game might be a little bit closer than four touchdowns as far as the spread goes. But Colorado, another big test against USC. They're not sound in the trenches. And that's, that's uh, disconcerting right there because USC could put it on them again for a second straight week. I'll throw it to you like this, Rich. As a former player, we always talk about this where coming off an emotional high, especially in college football, sometimes it's hard to match that emotional high the next week. That would apply to Oregon. How about Colorado? How about for a team that just got decimated to come back the next week? What is that like? Oh, it's, it's hard. I mean, I will say this, though. I rather lose games like like Colorado lost to Oregon rather than how Notre Dame lost to Ohio State. I know that sounds ridiculous. I know it doesn't make sense. But when you get blown out bad, the whole lot of guys that make up your team can blame it on a bad day. And it's a little bit easier to shake it off than when you know you should have beat a team and you lose the way Notre Dame did at the goal line against Ohio State. And you know that you made mistakes and critical mistakes in critical times that could have led to a win. Those are so much harder to turn the page on because you want to go back and revisit history and think about all the plays that you wish you had back in the game. And it, it's everybody. Defensive linemen, offensive linemen, linebackers, quarterbacks, tight ends, defensive backs. Everybody is mulling what could have been if only. Whereas there is none of that for Colorado. You just walk out of there and go, you know what? We got our butts beat. We got a lot of work to do. We need to approach this week with a whole lot of effort because guess what? We got USC, and I think I think it's actually going to be easier for a team like the Buffs to bounce back from a loss like they did at Oregon than it will be for Notre Dame. I agree. I, I think, first of all, back to the Oregon thing, I, I hate when the, the pregame speech gets leaked. Like, it that – Emotions are high. Like, we say this about the post game a lot when we stick a camera in these kids' faces five minutes after the game and they say something that's a little heated and then we all critique them. I mean, they just, like, went to war. <laughs> you know, give them a few minutes to relax. For the coach, I think the pregame speech should be sacred. I didn't love how they released that, and, and I, I, I don't really care what Dan says to fire up his troops because he's in a mindset to try to get his guys ready to go. And I think we should give him a pass for that because I don't think that stuff should be really released for, for Dion. I, I think he is, this is why he's, I think becoming one of the more recognizable coaching names in the space, not only because of the flash. 
I think he is an elite leader of men. And I think this is the type of situation that he excels in, where maybe, you know, the X's and O's and the coaching experience isn't there in terms of the sideline demeanor and all that stuff, what he does in certain situations, kicking, going forward on that. that, that that's all a, a side piece to the game strategy, but the, the motivational element that we're talking about here, I think he excels in, and, and I think he'll have his guys ready to go. This is a, Listen, USC, go watch the Arizona game tape from Saturday night, and that's Arizona State with Drew Pine at quarterback. And, Brian, I know you know Drew very well. Shador Sanders can move a little bit. I, I think this is going to be a very interesting game for USC's defense against Colorado's offense. I don't know how Colorado stops USC. No idea. But on the other side of the ball, the issues that, US, or that, that Colorado had against Oregon's defense last week, those will not be this week's problems. They will have a lot more space to move the ball. Again, I don't know how they hold up defensively against Caleb Williams, but they're not going to score six points this week. I, they're going to score a lot more than that. I think it's going to be a more interesting matchup on offense for Colorado. And it was crazy. Arizona State basically had their entire offensive line out yeah. last week against it was USC. was backups everywhere. You credit still Kenny hung tough. Yeah, was a good still game right plan there. to keep that game close. Hey, last one to shoehorn in here. Last week tied to this week, Clemson was in great position to upset Florida State. They had a seven-point lead, had the ball, and then they got sacked, uh, stripped, and then there was a scoop and score. That was a really bad sequence for Clemson, to put it mildly. And I think in this day and age, I think the one thing that gets lost in the shuffle more than anything, and I'm not against fantasy football, but we get this fantasy football mindset. When you look at running backs, it's about your production. It's about running yards. It's receiving yards. It's touchdowns. Some of it is blitz pickup, okay? And Phil Maffa, who is a good running back for Clemson, just whiffed. He missed he missed his assignment on a blitz, and that's what led to the scoop and score for Florida State. Just a heartbreaker for Clemson last week. Florida State is off this week, but Clemson is at Syracuse. Syracuse has been pretty good so far this season. Clemson about a touchdown favorite. I want to see what Clemson does, how they rebound. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're in danger of being sub-500. But the way that their offense has not been clicking... I don't know. that They might run the ball very effectively against Syracuse. That's their Achilles heel. But I want to see how Clemson rebounds from another heartbreaker at home this time. This wasn't Duke in week one, and they're just fumbling the ball left and right. This was at home. They had it against a top-ranked team, and they let it go. I want to see how the Tigers rebound this week, too. Well, and I'm, I'm focused on a 4-0 FSU team here with a, you know, a Heisman hopeful in Jordan Travis at quarterback and um, what this win meant to him and what this win meant to the Seminoles because he came out of the game with a very different perspective than a lot of people. This wasn't like, oh, my gosh, like we, we almost lost. He was like, no, no, no. I didn't play my best game early. I missed a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities, and it was disrespectful that this team was covering Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman with one defensive back, and I should have gotten those guys more looks earlier in the game, and that's on me. So he blamed himself for a close game. He didn't, he didn't take any of the praise for a win or any of the praise for a game where Florida State went on the road at a tough place to win and got the W. He wants to work on some stuff. That is the marker of a team that has – 
bright potential ahead of them. So I'm very interested to see where the Knolls go from here from a near miss on the road against an unranked team. Absolutely. I, I could not have put that any better myself. And the Jordan Travis Heisman ticket lives on another week. <laughs> That's the, I, I think it, he, he really showed a lot of moxie in that game. He did not have his – reminded me of a star pitcher. Didn't have his best stuff, found a way to grind his way through seven innings and give his team a chance to win. Um, really, really impressive. Uh, on the other side for Clemson, Brian, I, I agree. I think of all of the teams that are kind of teetering on the ropes, on the edge – Right, Colorado after their loss and Notre Dame. I, I think Clemson might be the most ill-equipped right now to handle it because unlike Colorado and unlike Notre Dame, I don't know if Clemson has a quarterback. And that's the biggest takeaway for me from that game. Clemson ran it all over Florida State, but they didn't make the big play in the big spot to win the game, whereas I could – see some and I know Notre Dame and Colorado didn't either but I feel very differently about Klubnik than I do about Sanders and 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 I I like Hartman but I just wish they gave him the ball a little bit more I I think that that's the biggest question for me in this game for Syracuse actually their offense they might have the better they might have the better quarterback in this game and I think they might have the better offense in this game we'll see how they run the ball and that's going to be the key if Syracuse can stop the run but man, I I think Syracuse is a very dangerous underdog today. We might get to them a little bit later in the show. Wink, wink. Oh wow, okay, mm. a little advanced tease right there. Maybe maybe I forget if I have him in the parlay today or maybe not. We'll see what happens. They bet him, <laughs> but I definitely has, bet him today. Has all the action for every sports fan. Whether you love to wager on game-winning touchdowns, home runs, buzzer beaters, or overtime goals, there's never been a better time to sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer. That's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com and use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least 10 bucks. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. We are off and running. We got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American in a hotel near you wearing the tight Black this slash midnight blue <laughs> T-shirt. I'm not. Where are they this quite week? Sure. We're we're uh, on the road. We got Air Force, San That's Diego right. State taking on Air Force this How's week. How's Colorado? Hey. I like it. Walked around a lot last night. Had a little nice. dinner, a little steak. I think anytime I'm in the you know creeping toward the Rocky Mountains or east of here in the Midwest, I'm going to get myself a nice little steak. Hey, so Air Mountain Force Highway. has been good. Air Force mm-hmm. has been good. We got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian. No, coming up next. 10 of the top 15 teams are on the road this week. Who is at great risk to go down in flames? That's coming up. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. BetMGM Sportsbook account holders will receive a bonus bet to use on any sport. Just log in to the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com after login. Get a bonus bet to use on any sport. And be sure to follow BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM. Okay, so we've got... 10 of the top 15 teams on the road this week. Now, it didn't go well last night for number 10, Utah. <laughs> no cam rising again, and they got smacked by the Beavs. Beavs put it on them. So we already have one of the top 15 road teams going down. Um, of the others, we got nine more in action. Anybody stand out to you? We've got some heavy favorites. Georgia, big favorite. Michigan, big favorite. Over two touchdowns as far as what they're favored by. Penn State, big favorite. Like Washington, USC, Oregon, all big favorites. Then you get down to Notre Dame, Bama, LSU. All of those teams are favored on the road. Anybody you think is in great danger here as we go through the slate? Um, yeah, you know, I, I look at a team like, geez, like Texas, who's going to face a tricky opponent at home. I think they should handle Kansas, but when, when you are riding high and you run into one of those teams in your conference and only in your conference for, uh, but a few more months here. Um, but when you're, you're facing one of those conference opponents who can give you trouble, you know, you, you sort of blink, but I, I think Texas's defense will outshine the Jayhawks' offense, so I don't know if there's huge concern. I, I look at a lot, or I should say most of these matchups, and I just see maybe some close games, but overall, the favorite will win. I, I, don't, I don't know if there's any game in particular that looks treacherous, but we know college football. We know how this happens. You know, there's a team that gets lulled to sleep. You have that trap game mentality, and then all of a sudden it's a dogfight in the third quarter, and everybody starts waking up and going, oh, oh we gotta, we got to hurry up and play some football here. Otherwise, we're going to be at real risk of losing this football game. 
Yeah, I think last week, I think USC was that team because at, at, at halftime it was close and in the third quarter it was close and then USC had a little push there in the fourth quarter and just kind of gave themselves enough distance. I, I, don't think, I don't think USC is on upset alert today, but I just, I don't know, man. This Colorado team has been, and it, I remember I said it week one, I saved the clip because I was curious how the take would age. And the line I used was, Colorado will be the most volatile team in college football this year. They will look like gangbusters one week, and then the next week the exact opposite. And it's because of the depth, and it's because of the volatility that they just play with. And, and they accept that. They, they, I, I think they like it. I, I think that's tonight's game. If, if they can figure out a way to get a couple of stops – I don't know if it's if it's some kind of exotic blitz schemes or something, maybe a fake punt, steal a possession or two away from Caleb Williams. I think that defense for USC is vulnerable. They are going to get beat and pushed around by somebody at some point during this Pac-12 run. Maybe it's not today, but USC, because they're just, in my opinion, not the toughest team of the bunch. They're really flashy and they've got a ton of polish, but they don't have a lot of substance up front. And in college football, Rich, you know this man, sometimes you just get pushed around. Probably that game against Notre Dame and South Bend in a couple weeks, but you just get pushed around. And Colorado's not going to do that tonight, but somebody at some point is going to do that to USC because they're very vulnerable in the trenches. I hear you. I don't think it's today, though. I agree. I yeah. agree. It, it's, it's, it, the Colorado doesn't have the, the personnel for it. Yeah. I think uh, – But I Arizona think State would, didn't either. And they, right. And they did. yeah. I think, they moved uh, it, too. I think Colorado would have to put, like, Colorado joints in all of the lockers <laughs> of USC, <laughs> and they're baked out of their there. minds. To Yeah, right. Like, maybe that's the formula. I got my eye on the dogs. Number one ranked team in the country – Auburn, they can't throw it, but, man, they can run it. And Georgia's defense doesn't look as good as it has been the last couple of years. And I'm just saying, Hughes Freeze has been a giant killer. Got Alabama a couple of times. I think this game could be close. And if they're somehow able to throw the ball, goodness, just throw it a little bit. I think Auburn could be a a, a tough test for the dogs who have not looked like themselves yet. That was their first SEC game last week against uh, South Carolina. It wasn't great. Not a great performance. So I would watch out. I'm not going to call for the outright upset, but I'm saying that could be a game where this could be a a horrible waste of a minute and a half of your life (laughs) because Georgia could very well blow them out of the water. But I I do. I got a feeling this could be a close game because Auburn, they're just a pest. And they're one of those teams that – you think Georgia's on their A game in terms of, hey, man, we got to be on our P's and Q's today. Okay, this Auburn team, they can't throw it to save their lives, but they could upset us. It's a sneaky spot for a team to be tougher than you think heading into the game. I'll give you one more, and yeah, I hate to say it, Brian, but Notre Dame heading to Duke, I'm not, I, I, this is just one of those spots where – if Notre Dame really hasn't gotten over what happened to them a week ago at Ohio State and Duke runs out to an early lead, we, we know how this team can score. 
Duke has a, 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 a an excellent quarterback. They have a high-powered offense. They score in bunches. This could be one of those races to the fourth quarter to see, you know, who's going to win the final possession. And so similar sentiment to what what um, what Jad was saying about Colorado against USC. You know, you 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 throw in a trick play here or there. You do something crazy in, uh, with teams, you know, whether it's a fake punt or, you know, a surprise onside. You, you never know. You get creative if you need to. If You, you may not need to, though. It, Duke is a – is a is a very talented football team and i i'm gonna be looking at the sideline i'm gonna be looking at the sideline after the first possession on the telecast i'm gonna be looking at the sideline for notre dame after duke scores if they score first especially you could you could ascertain a lot about how ready a team is to play based on how they react to things in game this is a huge one for the notre dame fighting irish a lot of people are looking past it because it's like ah well it's duke Duke's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, they're dangerous this year. Mike Elko, man, I mean, he is doing one heck of a job coaching those Dukies. Um, The one thing that scares me about both the Trojans and the Irish today, the two most popular wagers at BetMGM right now, in terms of the ticket count, USC and Notre Dame. So road chalk is being consumed by the public so far today what does that mean it could be nothing I mean again the public splits can be a little bit wonky sometimes but it's always interesting to know which team's the most popular team that people are betting on it's not Colorado this week it's USC which it's again the most volatile team in college football the Colorado Buffaloes their games every week whether they're blowouts or not are absolute must-see TV to your point on Georgia Brian I was going to save this for Trendy, but I have other stuff for, for trends I can get into, and I'll, I'll close it with this for you because I think this speaks to what you're talking about with the Bulldogs. It speaks a little bit to the Wolverines as well and some of the other top teams in the country. Teams ranked in the top five this year are 3-12-1 against the spread. Wow. These are the best teams in the country. Georgia and Michigan are 8-0 and straight up, 0-8 against the spread. Neither of them have covered a number this year. And a lot of that is they're playing cupcakes. The numbers are huge. They're winning by 30. The spread's 40. So it's not like we should sound the alarm for these teams. But, right, good teams win, great teams cover. Well, the two best teams in the AP poll, Michigan and Georgia, are 0-8 against the spread. So what does that say about the greatness of those teams? It is interesting. I don't think there's an elite team in college football this year, guys. You know, it ties into update anchors. Good update anchors (laughs) give you information. Great update anchors give you information with flair and that's why we have isaac lozencron right he does the best at both jobs there i low with the latest oh you're so kind as always we do have flair coming up but it might not necessarily be from me stay tuned for that because we're starting with some rough news if you're an american golf fan because team usa at the Ryder cup right now is getting completely destroyed by europe nine and a half to two and a half and earlier today world number one scotty scheffler and five times major champion Brooks Kepka suffered the worst defeat in Ryder Cup history. They lost to Europe's Victor Hovland and Ludwig Aberg 9 and 7, meaning that Scheffler and Hovland 
uh, excuse me, Scheffler and Kepka trailed by nine holes with seven holes to play. So Hovland and Aberg won nine holes. Scheffler and Kepka won zero holes, and they split two holes. So the match was decided with still seven holes remaining. So Team USA in desperate need of a turnaround. And with that in mind, we take you live to the Marco Simone Golf Club outside of Rome, where Team USA, we understand as we speak, is receiving a special pep talk. When I'm on the course and it's getting hot, I like to drink long ball, double. It's It's hard iced tea. (laughs) Super hard. We'll find the out. The last line there. <laughs> the last line really brought it home. For us. Super, super hard. Super yeah. hard. It's it's a hard iced tea on a hot day. <laughs> what can I tell you? So this could be the equivalent of Team USA or the New England Patriots <laughs> oh, trailing man. twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl to the Falcons. This could be the moment right there where Team, Team USA turned it around. <laughs> In college football on Friday night, 19th ranked Oregon State defeated number 10 Utah 21 to 7. Baseball Friday night, JP Crawford of Seattle a grand slam on the Mariners 8 nothing win over Texas. The Astros a 2-1 win at Arizona. So the Astros are one back behind the Rangers for first place in the AL West. The Mariners are one game behind Houston for the final AL wildcard spot. The Marlins rallied from 3-0 down to win at Pittsburgh 4-3. The Reds hit six home runs and a 19-2 win at St. Louis. Brewers over the Cubs in 10 innings 4-3. So Miami leads Cincinnati and the Cubs by a game and a half for the final NL wildcard spot. Fellas, back to you. Thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by Bet MGM. Rich, you mentioned this one. Texas at home against yeah. Kansas. And listen, Kansas' offense has been really good so far. Jalen Daniels doing his thing, Kansas quarterback. And, of course, you think about two years ago at Texas, Kansas with the big upset. Jalen Daniels was magnificent in that game. Three touchdown passes, over 200 yards passing. Uh, rushed for 45 yards. That was two years ago at Texas. So Kansas trying to do the same thing uh, this year. Texas offense has been really good as well. It was just that hiccup against Wyoming. Really strange after the emotional high beating Alabama. They were not firing on all cylinders the next week against Wyoming. But last week against Baylor, offense looked really good. So that's the thing is who can slow down who just a little bit? Can Kansas slow down that Texas? I mean, they've got talent galore offensively. And can Kansas, can they run the ball effectively? Texas really stout up front. Uh, But Jalen Daniels is special enough where if Kansas can do a little bit defensively, they could make this an interesting game here today. Yeah, you don't have to convince me. That's the reason why I brought it up. Dog by 16 on the road against the Longhorns. Like you said, they have some problems on this team. Defensively, they're not quite where Texas is. But offensively, they could get into you, and they could get into you quick. Um, They both run oddly similar offenses just from a scheme standpoint. They both love pre-snap motion. You know, think um, how Kyle Shanahan uses Debo Samuel pre-snap, right? He'll have Debo flying into motion or Ayuk or Christian McCaffrey, and then they have a full head of steam, and they turn up field at the snap of the ball. Tyreek Hill with the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel off that Shanahan tree. 
That's what Texas likes to do pre-snap. That's what Kansas likes to do pre-snap. You're going to see explosive plays as a result of this. This could be an old Texas shootout as a result. And I like the Jayhawks here to potentially keep it close with Texas. You know they're going to have a bunch of plays scripted coming out of the tunnel to kick off this game. And if they have some early success, they build some confidence, they quiet down the, cl- the crowd – All of a sudden, this could be one of those dicey environments where you say, hey, okay, big win against Bama, but a little bit of a suppression last week, and now we are are trying to escape with a win against the the Jayhawks. Look, we're going to tip our hand a little later on on what our what our plays are going to be on, on mm-hmm. rapid fire. But this this is a, a decided lean for the for the road team for me. Mm. I think I would feel a lot differently about this game if Kansas didn't win in Austin two years ago, the last time they were there. Mm. And I think Sark, he's been pretty good in this look ahead spot to the Red River. We'll get to the, the situation uh, spot here because I do think both Texas and Oklahoma are in interesting look-ahead spots. But again, I don't feel as strongly about the look-ahead spot for Texas because, again, they, they just lost to Kansas at home two years ago. Now, last year, they delivered a cold dose of revenge. They went to Lawrence and just blasted, absolutely blasted um, this Jayhawks team. This is actually the only game on Saturday with two unbeaten. So this is, this is a pretty big game for these programs because I think Texas is still trying to, you know, consolidate that power in the Big 12 for the last year, and they look like the best team, but they're not there yet. And this is a Kansas team under Lance Leopold that's really started to come up. You know, they're, 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 they're a team now that, that needs to be taken seriously. And I think that the defensive edge for Texas is pretty stark here third in drive success rate, third in, in, in efficiency. They've got dudes on dudes on dudes. This guy in the middle, Tavondre Sweat, the highest graded interior defensive lineman on pro football focus, I mean, he's a first-round draft pick written all over it. And you've got guys all over the field for this Texas defense that can really drop the hammer. I think that's where Texas really has the edge. Quinn Ewers has struggled this year when facing pressure, but Kansas's pressure rate hasn't really been that solid, and they have faced a really bad schedule of offenses. BYU was the best of the bunch so far this year, and they gave up a season-high 27 points and seven explosives in the air. So I'm not overly in love with Kansas's defense, but Texas's stop unit is elite, and I think that's where they have an edge in this game. If they can't get pressure on Quinn Ewers and Texas's defense is slowing down that Kansas offense, this could be a tough matchup for the Jayhawks but I think the look ahead spot at least is worth mentioning because of the big game on deck for the Longhorns next week. Is it pretty stark or is it pretty Sark is what I want to know. <laughs> Sark's, Sark's got an interesting little bunch grooming here. I mean they That's beat Bama. Hey if Sark can remain undefeated we might just change that adjective. You know you it's not it. Stark yeah. anymore like it. it is Sark. Hey, not Tony Stark right? Yeah, we've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, the PP, the P squared. What is that? The parlay platter. Jared has cooked one up again for us. We'll see if the odds are 27 to 1 or or shorter this week. We'll see what's going on with that. It is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Hey, earn a $100 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. 
And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $100 bonus. BetMGM is offering some of the best odds in the market for NFL futures. BetMGM, the king of sports books, the king of parlays. All right, let's do this. Check this out. Parlay platter. Okay, Mr. Jared Smith, you've been in the lab. It's kind of like Breaking Bad, you know? I'm not saying you're cooking meth. Just saying there's a lot of like <laughs> Actually actually maybe maybe there's yeah, some truth be, to that actually. based on this parlay platter. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. there's a lot of smoke, there's a lot of stuff going on as you're cooking something up over here. What do you have for something's, I, something's I, I feel like there might be some addictive qualities to parlays, and that's why we have to only bet one per week and keep them to a very limited amount because they're not very profitable. Last week I went 0 3 on these games. Um, eh, a little unlucky on a couple of them, but hey, listen, eventually we're going to hit one. And because of the odds and how astronomical they are, all we need to do is hit one this season. Just one. And we will make our hay. Uh, hopefully it's today. And we've got two early games in the parlay. All of these are, again, money line underdogs. We put them all together. We make a nice little neat payout here. Um, I'm taking the Raging Cajuns on the road today at Minnesota. And it's not Minnesota, guys. It's Minnesota. Because when you lose to Northwestern, you take the N out of the name and you put the D in because it's mid. Minnesota is very mid, especially on offense. And I think, listen, we're going to get to the Sun Belt in a little bit. This is an interesting conference this year. This might be the best group of five, and I think they might have the New Year's Six locked up with one of these teams. Maybe it's the Raging Cajuns. Maybe it's because they go into Minnesota today and get a win. So we'll take Louisiana. South Alabama, speaking of the Sun Belt, this is the game of the day in the Fun Belt. South Alabama at James Madison. I think the line movement here is telling me South Dow's the right side. They're coming off a tough loss to Central Michigan. JMU, remember, they were in the parlay last week on the other side. We bet Utah State at home against JMU, and I credit the Dukes. They had a big lead. They gave up the lead, and then they came back on the final drive and scored a game-winning touchdown, and I had plus six and a half, and JMU won by seven. So we're fading the Dukes this week, and we're betting South Dow on the money line. Finally, I've been on this East Carolina team all year. I just can't quit them. ECU at Rice today, and we were on Rice last week, and they were sloppy. JT Daniels got banged up. USF ran all over them, and I think this ECU team very undervalued in the trenches, guys. I think they go on the road today. If Daniels doesn't play, I really like this spot, but even if he does for Rice, I think ECU's a tougher team up front, so I'll take Louisiana, South Alabama, East Carolina on the money line. This sucker pays out 22 to 1. We're praying to the gambling gods that we get one across the finish line today, gentlemen. <laughs> I like I like parlays a lot because, like you said, if you use them according to the prescription, right, one a week, and yep. you increase your odds to, you know, the 20 to 1 or the 19 to 1 or the 18 to 1, this will – you can carry the entire season, and you hit one of them back, you finish the season – you finished the season a winner. It, yeah. You know, so it, it's kind of just like, like you said, a couple of fun tickets, nothing yep. detrimental to your wallet. And uh, I, I love this one. This one's a lot of fun. And the Sun Belt, man, if you can become a Sun Belt expert, I feel like there's gold in them hills. Um, I agree. It's a conference I'm going to pay close attention to. And bet all these individually, too. That's another thing. You go two and one. You don't hit the parlay, but you still make a little money. So I bet these individually as well. I think that's something we should do every week, every time you bet a parlay. I think uh, parlays are sometimes like NFL wild card teams. You know, we've had a couple of wild card teams win the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Giants have done it. The Packers have done it. Don't remind me. 
Yeah, sorry, sorry, Rich. <laughs> there are Giant. years where you think this isn't our best team. You know, and they end up winning it all. It's like that with parlays. 100%. Sometimes you're like, I love this parlay, and it doesn't cash. There's one that you're like, man, this is borderline Hail Mary. I'm just going to bet even lower. And that's the one that'll hit. <laughs> so maybe it's this 22-1 yeah. to 1 long shot. We'll see. Come on. We can do it. Come on, Louisiana. All right, coming up next, have you ever gotten your heart broken? And if so, did it take longer than one week to get over it? <laughs> that ties directly into a game we will dive into coming up. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Week five in the college football season. I, I think it's a really good week. Got a number of ranked versus ranked matchups. We've got uh, four of them. Three today. We had one yesterday. We've got one undefeated versus undefeated matchup in Kansas and Texas. I think it's a good slate. We are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So we look at the Fighting Irish against Duke. That is at 7.30 Eastern. A little night game action over there at Duke. How about this? Duke is hosting a ranked matchup for the first time since 1994, where both teams are ranked. Obviously, Clemson was ranked earlier this season, but Duke wasn't. (laughs) Both teams are ranked. Got to go back to 94 since that happened. Love the quarterback matchup. Sam Hartman has been spectacular this season. As Jared said, would have liked to seen them put him in, put the ball in his hands a little bit more last week against Ohio State. But Riley Leonard has been very, very good for Duke. The question in my mind is this, guys. Is Notre Dame over it? If you've had your heart broken in life, chances are it took longer than one week to get over it. But that's what you have to do in sports. Notre Dame had it against uh, Ohio State. Had to make one play, probably six or seven different times. Just one play down the stretch. They couldn't do it. Can you put that behind you and solely focus on Duke? We're going to find out tonight if they can. Well, Notre Dame has to get back to fundamentals. And what they are fundamentally is a team that is built off of a power run game. They're really, really good at running the rock. As a matter of fact, running back Audric Estime leads the nation with almost 600 yards on the ground. Duke is the ninth worst power five run-stopping defense. So if you want to get better in a hurry, lean into doing what you do the best. And by the way, what the other team does the worst. Um, Duke misses a lot of tackles. Uh, they're, they're, they're really going to struggle stopping estimates. So if you want to build confidence early in this game, get the ball into your, your top running back's hands and control the tempo of the game, control the clock, uh, do yourself a favor and slow things down because you're on the road. It takes the fans out of it, especially if you sustain these long drives. You know, you go 10 plays to open. You come back out there, another 12 plays, 14-play drive. It, I mean, again, you, you can score fast, too, in the running game. We see explosives every week. And like I said, Duke, the Blue Devils really do struggle uh, downing opponents with any sort of wiggle, and, and that's exactly what Estime has. I mean, he can be a home run hitter for you, but that's that's what I would suggest that Marcus Freeman does, is he talks about, he talks to his defense and says, we're going to try to make this team play 
uh, left-handed. We're gonna we're gonna completely shut down their running offense, and it's up to our our linebackers and defensive backs to cover. Uh, and we are gonna control the clock on the opposite side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I think the game plan is really easy to lay out. It's just Brian's point is is really the hardest thing to diagnose in this game. I have no idea what Notre Dame's uh, mindset's going to be. It's the first line of my notes on this game. Key to this game is how Andy handles the emotions of last week. And again, the Marshall loss last year, the fact that they went through it last year, and it wasn't the same type of loss, but they lost to Ohio State in a game that they were close in, and then they followed it up the following week, and they just completely bumbled a game away to Marshall that they should have easily won. And... I think because of that, and it's Marcus Freeman's second go-around at this, I think my gut says they'll be more prepared mentally. If they are prepared mentally, physically they should win this game. In the trenches, they are incredibly, incredibly advantageous matchup-wise. Offensive line against Duke's defensive line. Now, Duke's defense has actually been pretty good this year, counting stats-wise. They've allowed just 4.4 yards per attempt. Uh, in the air, they're actually pretty good at defending the pass, but they haven't faced a team at least that is mo- as physical. And I know Clemson's really physical, but I think Notre Dame's more physical. And and Clemson Clemson didn't have the success in the air with Klubnik that I think is necessary, and they turned it over multiple times in the red zone. My guess is those red zone turnovers won't replicate themselves this time. And the ease that Duke's defense appeared to have that opening night game against Clemson, I don't think they're going to have that easy of a time with the physicality that Notre Dame will bring. And you will know early, this is a good live betting spot. If Notre Dame comes out and they look like they've got their you-know-what together, they should roll this game. But we won't know that until the opening kick. So very hard to diagnose between the ears with teenagers. And I think that's the toughest part about this game. I think uh, Notre Dame's game plans could be really interesting to see because think about what we saw last week. Jared, you pointed this out. Would have liked to have seen the ball in Sam Hartman's hands a lot more against the Buckeyes. So do they lean on Sam early on a yeah. lot more than they did last week? But to Rich's point, I mean, that's a great way to get back on track is just play smash mouth. Yep. I mean, yep. Audric Estime is a tree back there, and that <laughs> offensive line can lean on you early. So maybe you just go bread and butter, just ground and pound. I mean, it's not going to be Army, right? You're going to mix in Sam Hartman for sure, but just the, the run-pass balance in the first quarter, the first half. I really want to see what Notre Dame is thinking as they approach this game based on last week. Is it, hey, l- let's get... Let's get some mojo going in our favor. Let's go with what we do best. Let's run the rock. Or is it, hey, we trust Sam Hartman. This guy is, he's been phenomenal. And we didn't give him the rock as much as we should have last week. Let's not make the same mistake twice. I really want to see how Notre Dame comes out of the gate and what their approach offensively as far as the game plan is. I I agree with you. I I think you could could make an argument for either. But if you're a head coach, you got to remember – you you have to concentrate on the win first and then building back the confidence of of individuals second you want Sam Harton, Hartman to be a confident football player for the rest of the season and you want to give him his opportunities to shine and he will in this offense there's no question he's a very talented passer however this is one of those games where just from the outside looking in 
it's so easy to make these puzzle pieces fit. I mean, and, and by the way, it's on both sides of the ball. Notre Dame, one of their strengths is stopping the run. This is one of the worst run offenses or rushing offenses in the Power Five with Duke. You know, their average yards before contact is 1.5. There is no air in this run game. They get no space for their running backs. So you can dominate up front using your front seven against the Duke uh, Blue Devils and, and limit them to only really being able to throw the ball. And then offensively, you get to control the tempo of the game. You get to control the clock. You get to take the home fans out of it by going on these long, sustained drives. And this is what Notre Dame does better than anything else. They play bully ball. They can absolutely lean on the Blue Devils. So if it's me, I'd like to run the ball get this team uh, uh, an early lead, and then in the second half, if we have some some space where maybe an, intercep- uh, an interception won't kill us, especially if the defense is playing well, then yeah, you start tossing the ball around. You start worrying about that individual confidence, whether it be the guys on the edges winning in one-on-one coverage, uh, especially if they start loading the box to stop the run, or Sam Hartman throwing the ball. I, I just feel like Marcus Freeman doesn't you don't want to break character in order to to showcase your talent after a tough loss. Be who you are. Trust that who you are is good enough. And like Stuart Smalley said, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. You're the fighting Irish for crying out loud. Go out there and get the dub. Not a lot of people are going to like the Irish this week if they don't win this game. No. Our, 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 our co-host friend here. Um, I, I won't <laughs> – let's leave it at this. If they don't win – and listen, Duke's played well this year. Home game, game days in town. I actually – the quote was interesting from Mike Elko, actually. The quote was, not sure our team's ready for the circus to roll into town. And I, I don't want to take that quote out of context because maybe it came with other things before and after. But I don't know. That, that doesn't seem the most exciting, uh, uh, you know, notion of game day coming to town. Is that a circus? I don't know if we're ready for it. So I, just something to keep an eye on this week. Duke football is not used to this kind of notoriety. This is not something that the Duke football program, and we talk about bouncing back from losses and that being a very difficult thing for even the best teams to do. I think the opposite can be true for the teams that aren't used to prosperity. It's hard for good teams to bounce back from losses because nobody expects it. And how does that mentality work? What about a bad team or a historically underachieving program all of a sudden having this notoriety? Game day's in town Mm. for Duke football. Like, how do they handle that prosperity? That's an interesting aspect of this game from a mentality standpoint as well. Duke is 13-4 and under Mike Elko. You could say he's doing one of the best coaching jobs in the country, period. Duke football is 13 wins out of their last 17 games under Mike Elko. It really is impressive to see how he's reformed this program. But this is a very different bully coming to town today. And I don't know if Clemson was the right test for this Duke defense. I think Notre Dame will be because unlike Clemson, they offer nothing through the pass. Notre Dame does. They're dangerous in the pass because Sam Hartman's a good quarterback. But they also can run the ball. That dual threat is very interesting today, and I think if Notre Dame plays their game, they should win this game very, very handily. Well, the other side of this is I want to see how much Riley Leonard uses his legs. Good point. Because he's a lot like a former Duke quarterback, current Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. 
And I know it's going to sound like, oh, gosh, he's better than Daniel Jones. Like, Daniel Jones, if you think about him with the Giants right now, he's a eh, passer, uh, but he's he's good in terms of using his legs and putting stress on a defense. And Riley Leonard, if you look at their college numbers, strikingly similar between Daniel Jones and Riley Leonard, where if you look at Daniel Jones, his final season at Duke, his season was 22 touchdown passes, nine interceptions. And if you look at last season for Riley Leonard, 20 touchdown passes, six interceptions. So in terms of throwing the ball, neither one's prolific. Riley Leonard is good. Don't get me wrong, but the point is what makes him more special is his ability to run the ball and put stress on a defense. So I want to see how Notre Dame can contain that. Think about the first game against Clemson. He ran all over Clemson. He had a long touchdown run, a couple of impressive runs along the way. Those are big in terms of down and distance, point in the game. Is this the third quarter? It's third and six. They defend it really well, and there goes Riley Leonard just taking off for a first down. I want to see how Notre Dame does uh, against Riley Leonard because if they're able to hold that relatively in check, that greatly bogs down Duke's offense, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. I, I, I really I feel strongly that Notre Dame – and Marcus Freeman are going to look like a, a completely renewed team this week because I trust the coach. I, I think he's I think he's really accountable. I think at the end of the day what, what that does is speaks to your players that, hey, this is a team. We're not blaming anybody individually. Um, we're gonna look inward. We're gonna we're gonna take the heat when it's provided to us. I I, I think I think he's one of the better leaders in college football. I think you can look around college football and see a lot of coaches who are a lot more worried about um, maybe their what they can gain personally from the spotlight they're in. Look, and, and I don't know a lot of these coaches personally. Uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I've never met or spoken to Deion Sanders, but his family is gaining a lot from the attention that he is putting on the Colorado Buffaloes. Now, it's deserved. He's been a very good head coach, and he's done some amazing things early in the season with a Colorado team that won one game last year. But when push comes to shove, Colorado's got a lot of work to do before they can compete in the conference they're currently in and compete in the conference they're heading to. That reared its head against Oregon. Dan Lanning, other side of that, that docket, you know, everybody says, you know, well, he can't control if the cameras are in the locker room when he's given the pregame speech. That's baloney. A head coach can control everything. Head coach can, can, can talk to the media and say, hey, not now, but in a little bit, I'll give you what you need. Like, like there was a reason why he wanted to get that messaging out because there was too much attention being paid to this Colorado team who he said later on in the week after the win, what has Colorado done? Like, what, what conference championships or, or what playoffs have they appeared in recently? What have they done? You know, so all these coaches, I feel like, not all of them, but some of these coaches are really worried about what the job can do for them. I look at Marcus Freeman and I say, that's a guy who's at one of the most popular programs in the country who inherited this job after, after turmoil and has done a nice job steadying the ship, I think he's the right guy for a big bounce back on the road against Duke. Yeah, I, I, I like the, the leader of men vibes for Marcus Freeman. I, 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 think there's, I think there's something to, in college, having that. The difference is this year, you don't have Tommy Reese. Yeah. And I know he took a lot of heat last year. 
you know, early in the season, but then you look at what he did later in the year, and then, you know, when you get poached by Alabama, I think that tells you exactly how the college football community, not the media and the public, but the college football community, um, and the insider, uh, you know, the best of the best, the Sabins and the tops of college football feel about Tommy Reese's ability to plan an offense. That was why they lost the game last week. 25 passes, 39 runs. If that's 30 and 30, Notre Dame might have won that game. I, I honestly, I, I honestly believe that just a little bit more Sam Hartman and a little bit less conservative ground and pound might have gotten the job done in that game. This is one of those spots for Marcus Freeman, who's a young coach. A lot of people in South Bend, including our, our friendly co-host here, feels very confident that he's going to bounce back today. But there needs to be the accountability stage, which we went through, then the growth. What did we learn? How will we adjust? We don't know that answer. We will in 12 hours. But right now, we're just speculating that Marcus Freeman's a leader of men. He'll have this group ready to go. But then there's an X's and O's element to that that I just don't know if Notre Dame has that type of an edge this year offensively. And that's the key. Do they have that mind on the sidelines cooking up these great plays? We know they've got the talent, Estime and Hartman, great offensive line. Do they have the ability to out-scheme a team? Where I just told you Duke's defense has been fantastic. Mike Elko, maybe the best coach team in the country. That's the key. That's the matchup within the matchup today. How does Notre Dame try to take advantage of what I think is a very big physical edge? But mentally, there are some question marks. Play calling and, of course, motivation. All right, from live betting to player props, BetMGM has a variety of betting options at your fingertips. New users can sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer, up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com and use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least 10 bucks. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, we've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American, Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, Seamus McGee. He is the team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. Sharp guy, funny. He'll let us know all the insights as far as what's going on in Vegas with these lines, the public money, the sharp money, all that good stuff coming up. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We're about an hour and 33 minutes away from kickoff. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. They can also be converted to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. And customers will have the chance to win a big game Las Vegas experience. Prizes include a three-night stay during Super Bowl weekend at a select MGM property, along with other prizes like entry to the BetMGM party and food and beverage credits. All right, let's do this. Oh, yeah. Let's get trending. Oh, as if. We're going to catch up with our main man, Seamus McGee, here in a bit, but getting trendy. We're looking at trends that could be helpful from a betting perspective today. I know, Jared, you've got, uh, you're have got getting very trendy this week. Mm. That's what you're doing, right? you got yeah. trends galore here. What, what are some of your favorites this week? Well, there's one, and I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the Kansas-Texas game, and I'll give it to you now because it was, a, it was an eye-popping one. And uh, one of the cappers I follow posted this this week, and, and it really got me thinking about these two Texas, uh, you know, Oklahoma games. Because over the past 25 years, those two teams just 17, 32, and one against the spread the week before Red River. And again, each trend should be taken with the, its own personal magnifying glass because recent history and bias and of course stacking the deck right usually the week before these really important games college teams schedule the cupcake spreads really big maybe they win by 20 and not 24 so it's not something that oh we should sound the alarm for all of for for both of these teams but it's just something to keep an eye on and we mentioned this too i think of the two I would put Oklahoma on look-ahead alert because of this trend more so than Texas because, again, Texas lost to Kansas at home two years ago, and Sark has been pretty good. He's actually 2-0 and against this trend the week before Red River against the spread. So maybe Texas is kind of on an island here. Oklahoma against Iowa State? How do we feel about that one, guys? I mean, Iowa State I know hasn't been great this year, but they're catching almost three touchdowns. And maybe the look-ahead vibes catch Oklahoma a little bit, but I don't know if I'm fading either of these teams this week, despite the fact that the trend says Texas and Oklahoma the week before Red River tend to play a little below expectation. I think both of those teams have the ability to make you look like a jerk. You know what I mean? That's always weird in a game because Iowa State, you look at them, they lost to Ohio, a max school, 10-7. Yeah. to 7. Yet... Last week against Oklahoma State, they scored 34. They won 34-27. to Oklahoma's been a little goofy, too. 
Yep. They scored 28 against SMU. They scored 66 against Tulsa. They scored 20 against Cincinnati. They're weird. They're a weird blend. So both teams that have the ability, if you pick right, you look like a genius. If you pick wrong, you look like the biggest idiot in the face of the earth. Um, I like this trend. And I, it's something I want to take a closer look at and maybe use it as a model. But an analysis was done in the NFL after week 14 back in 2021, and it looked at close games that all 32 teams played in. And these are games that were decided by four points or less, win or lose for either team. And then the stats were all analyzed, and they, they took a look at if there's any correlation like in terms of our, our team's just better at others, better than others at winning close games. And the answer is yes, but it's largely luck. Like, so if you fall in love, and I think this is apl- uh, applicable to college football as well. So if, if, you like, if you like a team, for example, that's dogged by three or four points and uh, they've won a bunch of close games, you've got a coin flips chance of scoring on the money line, even though they're an underdog. Because if it's if it's within a couple of points on the spread, I mean, these handicappers know what they're doing. It means that these are teams that match up well against each other. And, and it is almost a 50-50% chance that one side's going to win a close game or the other. So if you, want, if you want even odds at taking a dog on the money line, then look for... Again, this is doing a lot of homework, and this is asking a lot of yourself if you're the type of person who likes to open up the BetMGM app and just click buttons, and then you know that's how you like to bet. But if you're willing to do the work, you look at a team's ability to, to perform in close games, and then you find a close spread, and you bet the dog in that, and, and you have a 50% chance of hitting per the statistical analysis that was done on the NFL back in 2021, which I think is pretty cool. It kind of starts taking a little bit more of the guesswork out of it and gives you a little bit more of a probabilities chance of hitting some dogs on the money line. Well, you talk about a 50-50 chance going money line dogs. Uh, we have a 100% chance mm. of Isaac Lohenkron, uh, Isaac Lohenkron crushing it. Isaac right? Lockenkron. Yeah. He's a lock. Every time. Every damn time. Isaac Lockenkron. That is right. With the latest. What's going on, Ilo? It's easy to be a lock when one of the subjects that we're about to get into is action on a Saturday morning at the pubs of the United States of America as we speak. That coming up in just moments, but first of all, we start with NFL media reporting that the Baltimore Ravens are signing veteran linebacker Kyle Van Noy to their active roster from their practice squad. Golf at the Ryder Cup. Team USA continues to trail Europe 9.5 to 2.5. In college football on Friday night, 19th ranked Oregon State knocked off number 10 Utah 21-7. In Major League Baseball on Friday night, Seattle's J.P. Crawford a Grand Slam home run in Seattle's 8-0 win over Texas. The Houston Astros a 2-1 victory at Arizona. So the Astros trail the Rangers by one game for first place in the AL West while the Mariners trail the Astros by one for the final American League wildcard spot. The Miami Marlins rallied from 3-0 down to win at Pittsburgh 4-3. Cincinnati hit six home runs at a 19-2 win at St. Louis. Brewers over the Cubs in 10 innings 4-3. So Miami leads Cincinnati and the Cubs by a game and a half for the final National League wildcard spot. Also trending right now, the streaming service Peacock 
and here is why. As we speak, the popular Premier League soccer team, Arsenal, has a 1-0 lead over Bournemouth in the 35th minute. But there have been problems with the Peacock streaming feed. And as we speak, loyal Arsenal fans in pubs across the country are furious. At Maggie McGarry's Pub in San Francisco, where it's just after 7.30 in the morning Pacific time, an anti-Peacock chant has broken out that I will decline to repeat on the radio. (laughs) While at Tavern Austin in Austin, Texas, an Arsenal fan tweeted, and I quote, people now leaving the pub, feed just flipped randomly from 12 minutes to 19 minutes to 15 minutes. Now it's at 6 minutes and 40 seconds. We missed a goal somewhere in there completely. So a tenuous situation as we speak at pubs all over America. Back to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Soccer hooligans. Yeah. Hey, man, I understand it when it comes to buffering and rendering and I... We're used to just turn on the TV and you're freaking good. I'll tell you what, though. Imagine if that would happen with an NFL game. <gasps> Yikes. Didn't it happen in the playoffs recently? I don't know. I mean, we not had... like a strip, but wasn't there like a big technical glitch at one? I forget. Recently or like up. old? School? Like a couple years ago. Oh, man. I don't know. The closest thing I can think of, and this isn't remotely close to what Ilo was talking about. When the Dolphins beat the Chargers in week one this year, before the Dolphins sacked Justin Herbert on fourth down on the final drive, there was a brief blue screen. And you're like, wait, what? What? And then you see Herbert's on the ground. And you're like, all right. Well, if you're true. Oh, the my Dolphins, God, Brian. I thought that was just locally in L.A. That happened to you, too. Yeah, that, I, all, I remember that, that very clearly. Yes. Nationally. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. But that's it. That, and that was for a second. We're talking about goals being missed, and oh man, not not a good recipe right there. Not Mm-mm. good at all. It is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff, presented by Bet MGM. How about this LSU Ole Miss game, fellas? You look at Ole Miss; they got kicked in the teeth last week against Bama in that second half, but they're catching two and a half points at home today against LSU, and LSU's been a weird team, very inconsistent. Uh, You look at Jalen Daniels, very good quarterback, but that defense has been hit or miss. They survived last week, uh, barely beating Arkansas at home. So LSU on the road uh, this evening at 6 p.m. Eastern time at Ole Miss. I'm curious how this game plays out for both. Can Ole Miss, can they protect Jackson Dart? Can they give him a little bit more time? They weren't able to do that last week against Bama. But that LSU defense, can they start to find some consistency because they have not found it thus far? Yeah, I I don't think this is the week to get better. And I'm leaning LSU, but as long as Lane Kiffin is calling the shots over there with Ole Miss, you know that they're going to be throwing the football around the yard. And they rank 10th among Power 5 schools in terms of passing plays this this season positive passing plays this season per pro football focus uh they've done a nice job with jackson dart and um lsu's got serious problems their biggest weakness on defense is their secondary uh they've they have some of the worst coverage we've seen amongst five uh power five teams so i i don't I don't really see it going all that smoothly for LSU, especially since they're going on the road. Um, 
I'll say this. The winner of this game proves that it's it's a surefire contender in the SEC. You know, and, and I would I would imagine I, whoever loses, they're out of the top 25. So this is a very, very consequential game this weekend for both these squads. Yeah, LSU's got a big edge passing it. Ole Miss, um, you know, you look at the, the, the offenses that they've faced. Uh, Mercer, Tulane's backup quarterback, and then Jalen Milrow. So not exactly, you know, murderer's row of, uh, you know, air raids here. And they're outside the top 90 in passing success rate allowed, facing those three guys. So I, I think that's something to keep an eye on this week because what did we see from, from Jaden Daniels last week? I mean, it was just – it was precise. He looked fantastic. Um, and Milrow last week, too, against Ole Miss, 17 of 21. So I know a lot of it was dink and dunk, and a lot of it was deep explosives, too. It was no intermediate. And that was what we talked about last week with Jalen Milrow is – the offense was really good when he went short and deep. And I think Brian Kelly and Daniels watching that game film this week probably going to see a lot of holes in that Ole Miss secondary. And I, I really like what I've seen from Daniels. He looks much more comfortable in Brian Kelly's offense in year two. The adjusted accuracy rate is up. Yards per attempt is up. He's being more aggressive. Big-time throw rate is up. Everything that we want to see from a star quarterback, all of the metrics are there when he shows you the good stuff. And that is, that's going to be something to really keep an eye on. I think the wide receiver group has improved. I think Malik Neighbors is a star, and I think the kid behind him, Brian Thomas, is really starting to come on. We know about the offensive line. They're, they're, they're pretty solid up front. I think the running back room is better. And, and Ole Miss, I just, I, this feels like a spot where Ole Miss might be coming off that game to Bama maybe licking their wounds a little bit. And, and I don't know if they're ready. It's a very different offense than they planned for last week. Jaden Daniels much more precise. Jalen Milrow a little more explosive. So how does Ole Miss handle that defensively? On the other side, Jackson Dart's been the best runner for Ole Miss. I don't know what's going on with Quinshawn Judkins. That is a problem. He needs to get healthy. They should get a little healthier at wide receiver this week with Zachary Franklin back. Um, and he came back last week against Bama. It didn't look great. And we'll see another week of, of healing does for him. But I agree with you, Rich. I think it's LSU's secondary. If they can hold up in coverage against Ole Miss, I think, I think Jackson Dart in this offense might be in for a tough day. And on the other side, man, Ole Miss better get ready because if they were giving up big plays to Jalen Murrow in Alabama, I, I think Daniels might be coming in for the kill shot today. Yeah, and you're right about Malik Neighbors. He's been Star. tremendous for LSU this season. Hey, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. For example, if you're in the DMV area, no need to worry about making separate accounts for D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. When crossing state borders, simply log in to your existing account instead of creating a new one. All right, we've got Rich Ornberger. He's on the road. He's in a hotel room, huh? But he's still oh, yeah. crushing it. That's right. We've got uh, Jared Smith, FSR <laughs> betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, the Situation Room and my favorite thing all week. By far. Tremendous story. We'll get that to you next. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We are an hour and 12 minutes away from kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love. Whether it's teasers, NFL survivor pools, live betting, the Daily Lions boost, or the cash out feature, new users can sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer that's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com. Use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least $10. Place your first wager 
and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, let's do this. Be prepared for any situation that may arise. The Situation Room. Okay, situations that might end up being profitable. If you're looking at look-ahead spots, emotional letdown spots, all kinds of spots to uh, consider here. Jared, we'll start with you, man. What stands out? How about the ugliest dog that I might bet in the history of my life today? Are you guys oh, I got to guess. <laughs> this is ugly dogs need love too, guys. Buffalo oh, catching wow. a field goal at Akron. I'm calling this a double letdown for Akron because you had last week's game. They had Indiana on the ropes dead to rights, and they missed a short field goal that would have beaten a Power 5 team. And I know it's Indiana, but still, for Akron to beat Indiana would have been like the Super Bowl for this program, and they lost in a tight game. Now they have to turn around the next week and face Buffalo, who has just been the whipping boy of everyone this year. They're 0-4, and yet the line movement is kind of telling me Buffalo's the right side. So I've got to do it. I've got to take three with the Buffalo Bulls here, and I'll give you one more. Another letdown spot, the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech. They got absolute. They went into Wake last week and dropped a hammer down on the Demon Deacons. Very impressive win outright as an underdog. Now they have to play Bowling Green in just a stink fest of a game. And again, the market's telling me Bowling Green's the right side here. So ugly dogs today that start with B. Bowling Green and Buffalo, guys. Okay, okay. Here's a great situation to key on this whole season, not just this week. Iowa's offensive coordinator, his name is Brian Ferentz. His dad, Kirk, has been the head coach of the Hawkeye program since 1999. Now, Kirk, he's a Hawkeye institution. However, nobody likes nepotism. So the way to combat that is Brian Ferentz has poison pills built into his contract this year. Okay, which include that the Hawkeyes must reach a mere 25 points per game and the Hawkeyes much must reach seven wins on the season in order for him to keep his job. So check this out. You look at some of these games that they played over already this season. They're three and one um, and they're putting up more points than you're typically used to seeing the Hawkeyes put up on average. The wins that they have, they're going to try to pile up on teams. They face uh, a down Michigan State team at home after taking a 31-0 thumping during a whiteout against Penn State last week. Don't let that motivate you to maybe think about taking the Spartans. I feel like Iowa is going to be roaring out the gates all season long, especially against winnable opponents because Kirk wants to keep his son employed. (laughs) So they need wins and they need points. So I like Iowa favored at home facing Sparty today. I'll tell you what, you're going to hate these comments from me, but just hear me, okay? Okay. Strictly a situation spot, the Oregon Ducks. They were riding high. They crushed Colorado last week. It was 35-0 at halftime. They could have scored 70 easily against Colorado. They didn't, but that was a beatdown. How focused are they to face Stanford today? Now, they're favored by 27.5. I'm not calling for the outright upset from the Cardinal, okay? But can they keep it within 27? I think so because... 
throw out all the stuff. Throw out Bo Nix and all the, the defense and all the talent that Oregon has. Just where your mind is. We saw this with Texas a couple of weeks ago. Texas was all world against Alabama. Next week, they are flat against Wyoming. Stanford has given Oregon repeated trouble in the past. And I ask you, this week, leading up to this game, how much do you think Oregon is focused on Stanford? And how much do you think they're looking back and like, man, we did crush Colorado. That was beautiful, right? That lingered through some of this week. I guarantee it. And just a situational type spot, I would not be surprised at all if Stanford plus 27.5 ends up being the right side today. Just from a situational standpoint alone. I like it. it. Again, you're playing playing off emotions, right? You know, talking about a huge win and overinflated ego could lead to tough times. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I mean, emotion plays a huge role in football, and sometimes handicappers miss it. And sometimes I think it's easier to miss it after a big win as opposed to, you know, focusing all your attention on a team after a tough loss like, say, Notre Dame at Ohio State going and playing Duke on the road. So I like it. I think that's a good situation. Yeah. Ugly dogs need love, too, guys. Nah, that's Absolutely right. Absolutely, they do. They do. Stanford's uh, definitely in that category. <laughs> Man, they are. Oh, that, is that, ugly dog's dog. got fleas. that dog is you, you got rabies, you know, the whole thing. Of a, Foaming at the mouth. <laughs> All right, coming up next, this team got smacked. How will they respond? Oh, what is going on, everybody? Week five college football action. It is a beautiful thing here. Let's dive right on into USC at Colorado. Colorado, 21.5-point underdogs. Total is at 73.5. Bookmakers expecting some points today (laughs) over there in Colorado. You could argue. Yeah. Just (laughs) the game kicks off in less than an hour on Fox. Shadur Sanders has been sacked 22 times, most in FBS. I am expecting a prolific day from Caleb Williams. I also think that USC is going to run the ball whenever it wants to against Colorado. I just, there's nothing you can do to just all of a sudden be stout in the trenches. You know what I mean? That's not a, a switch that you just flip. And it's like, we have been getting wrecked in the trenches. Let's just change that. <laughs> you know, like, it's just going to continue to happen. I know USC's defense is not all world. So Colorado, they're going to put up points today. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think they're going to put up a decent amount. But I don't know how Colorado even thinks to slow down USC. I think USC's offense is going to be track meet city today. Yeah, they can't. The answer is they can't. They're not going to be able to um, unless somehow they force turnovers or Caleb Williams is just asleep at the switch and doesn't get off the bus. But this should be a shellacking offensively for USC against the Buffalo's defense. And you mentioned it, Shadur Sanders sacked eight times against the Ducks. And while USC does not compare to what the Oregon Ducks have on defense, what they do have is a pass rush. They, they get after the quarterback a little bit. So it could be a long, hard day for Colorado in back-to-back weeks. You know, the closer I look at this game, the more I'm leaning USC here in terms of this point spread. Because you know what USC is doing? They're looking, and Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, they're looking at what the Ducks just did and said, we got we to gotta do better than that. 
42-6. How about 52-6? How, how many more points can we score than Oregon against this team? Because you know that this is one of the games on your schedule, if you're USC, that there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on. So in terms of Heisman, in terms of national attention, exposure, what Colorado has done while losing in horrific fashion to the Ducks is destroyed ratings metrics. They are still the talk of the town. Everybody wants to see how they bounce back now after their worst loss of the season, their only loss of the season, after going 3-0 and to start the Cinderella story for the Buffaloes. So there's going to be a lot of attention on this game. Look for USC to come firing out the gates early, and look for USC to pile up points in this matchup. I'm going to read a text message from our trusted producer, Bo Benson, from the group mm. chat last night. I think yeah. my stone-cold lock of the century might be Colorado covering. Wow, that's right. I remember reading that last night, and my eyebrows raised just like they are right now. <laughs> I, I'm curious if we can get Bo on to defend his take here um, because I'm, I, I think there's a lot. Everyone has an opinion on Colorado, and it's fair. Yes. It, it's, it's very fair to watch what they've done and to feel something for it. A lot of people are saying, oh, Colorado is too flashy and there's too much, not enough substance, too much flash and, you know, is polish. And I, I, I don't know where I stand on this story yet. I think I was thinking about this on a run the other day, like when we look back on Deion Sanders' coaching career, what will we think? And I, I don't want to, like, pass judgment on it yet. But I think the one thing that I, I am certain of is he gets the most out of his kids. I, I think the one thing I can say for certain this year so far, they have vastly exceeded any expectation that we had for them. And I think that's a credit to Dion. He gets the most out of these kids. And I think if you ask me, does Colorado have a chance to win this game today? Probably not. Mm. But stranger things have happened. And I, I just, every time I watch USC, and I think this is why Bo sent the text that he did, and I, it's hard to argue at this point, Every time I watch USC, I'm just I'm waiting for someone to step up and say, we're too good to be pushed around like this. Like, this is a really talented roster. But for some reason, they don't have that spine that just says enough is enough. We are not taking it from Arizona State today. We are going to cram it down their throats and we're going to stop them from running it. And we're going to make their lives miserable. Talent wise, they should have blown the doors off the Sun Devils last week. They were down to... Drew Pine at quarterback, no offensive line, backups all over the field, first-year head coach trying to make his way in a Power 5 conference, and and <laughs> Arizona State was in that game. So if Arizona State could compete against Colorado, I, I don't, or against USC, I don't see why Colorado can't. Because I think what Colorado has shown is that they at least have the ability to, to show us their best stuff. I don't know if it can last the full duration, but there's going to be some moments in this game where I think Colorado's really going to take it to the Trojans, especially on offense. Well, I think it's mainly a, a fade of USC's defense. Yeah. I mean, if you're taking the points. And Bo Benson, our trusted producer, is here. He's live in the flesh. Let's go! his point here. What do you think about this game, yeah, Bo? No, I have watched uh, Lincoln Riley coach teams since he started at Oklahoma, and this is just another Lincoln Riley coach team when, in USC. They're the best offense that he's ever had, I think, uh, in terms of like you know the quarterback position and just skill guys everywhere. So I still think USC is going to win, but they can't stop anybody on defense because they literally do not practice tackling or anything like that. I don't know if you ever watched <laughs> USC play football where it looks like this is the first time they've ever played like 
you know, football with pads on when they're on defense, but it's because they don't practice like that. So they're not going to be able to stop Colorado, but Colorado is not going to be able to stop them whatsoever. So it's going to be like a, a 52 to 35 kind of game, which is, you know, what Oklahoma did every time Lincoln Riley had a big game out there too. Yeah, and look, man, I think that it's an interesting spot for USC because last week was a good example. Sometimes USC is just bored. <laughs> really, like, they're just yeah. not focused. They're bored. They better not be bored this week. Right, but that's what I mean. If you put it to this week with Colorado, the stage and the spotlight that Deion Sanders has basically built, I don't think that you're just going through the motions if you're USC It's a good point. Week. You know, and yeah. that's the yeah. thing. They could have been last week. Right. They absolutely were last week against no offensive line from Arizona State. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you just roll the football out there and we're good. You know, <laughs> like they they might deep down think that against Colorado. But the stage, I, I think, that's, look how focused Oregon was yeah. last week. And that's the thing. I think Deion Sanders doing a, a great job. But this is the weakest they're most likely going to be while he's the head coach there. And so when you build the stage as high as it is, as bright as those spotlights are, when you're up against an opponent that's just way more talented collectively, that's where the stage can come back to bite you. I'm not saying he's doing the, the wrong thing there. I think it ultimately helps them. But are there some drawbacks? Absolutely there are. And I think today is another example of that. Oh, and that's my point. And if you don't think that Lincoln Riley – and and his quarterback Caleb Williams aren't paying attention to the opportunity ahead of them to really break through and get a lot more attention on this USC football team by putting an absolute thrashing on Colorado. You've got another thing coming. All coaches, as part of their job, head coaches in college football are paying attention to headlines. You have to because this is how you recruit now. You recruit through the media. You recruit through social media. And today, um, the clip that's going viral for the Colorado Buffaloes is the fact that Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, had baby come in and talk to the team <laughs> about facing adversity. Like, this is it. This is, this is where college football has turned to. It is now, frankly, this is where football's turned its attention to. You've got DaBaby and Lil Wayne and Terrell Owens leading the, the Buffaloes out onto the field every week. You got Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, the biggest headline in the NFL coming out of a really awesome weekend of games, close games all the way through. The, the attention factor is what everybody's seeking. And so USC... What Lincoln Riley is going to be preaching to his team this week is what every single kid has been told by their parents for their entire lives growing up. Don't play with your food. You got to eat. You got to be like lions out there, and you got to take down a buffalo on the high plains in the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> so much metaphorical uh, imagery there. It's like... Picasso painting art there. I loved it. Um, I, there, there, there just needs to be a moment. And back to Bo's point, there just needs to be a moment where USC says, guys, we're, we're, we're really talented. Like, what are we doing here? Is it effort? Is it overall lack of motivation maybe? Perhaps this is the moment where USC – and I, I like Brian's point a lot about the stage. And the stage for Colorado – when when you're very loud and you're very vocal 
maybe that gets you going. And I, I love that about Colorado is they're not afraid to be themselves. But it also has ramifications when you are boisterous like that. People want to take you down. And they will go the extra mile. For example, the most successful people in this media space, in every industry, in the country, haters. The haters come. The higher you climb, right? We heard this on Hard Knocks with the crows pecking at Robert Sala's neck. The higher, the, the more, you know, the more tension you get, the more people want to peck at you and bring you down. And unfortunately, that is the stigma that Colorado will take with them every single week, regardless of the opponent, because they're the loudest team in the country right now in terms of the way they carry themselves. That, when you speak softly and carry a big stick. Colorado's doing the opposite. <laughs> They're speaking very loudly, and I don't know how, how, how big the stick is. So it, it, that's, the, that's the problem that Colorado's going to face week after week. They are going, even though they're not the best team. Usually the best teams are the ones that the teams go up for. And then, okay, well, you know, you're motivated, but we can handle it because we're really good. Teams are raising their game, but Colorado doesn't have the talent to back up some of it. And I think that's where they're going to run into problems. But I, I agree with Bo's point. I, I think USC's defense is why we can't lay three touchdowns with them. We just can't. Yeah. Until proven otherwise, they are not a team you can lay more than a touchdown with, I don't think. Well, and the other thing, this was a huge talking point going into last week's game against Oregon, was no Travis Hunter. They still don't have Travis Hunter. Yeah, that's a big one. I agree. <laughs> that's a big deal as a wide More receiver. More on defense than offense. And a defensive back, yeah. yeah. And... uh he went bowling with the guy who injured him. I thought that was a cool story. So Colorado State's Henry Blackburn, total cheap shot on the sideline, hit uh, Travis Hunter in that Colorado-Colorado State game, lacerated liver for Yikes. Travis Hunter, and Travis Hunter invited the guy out to go bowling with him. I don't know how I like that. Rich, would you, you play like bowling that? with a guy that <laughs> lacerated your liver a week later? It's new school, man. I, I don't is. have any problem with it whatsoever. I think that uh, – it's very Deion Sanders-like. You know what I mean? Like, Deion Sanders has a, an ability where somebody punches him in the stomach and he kind of just, like, puts his arm around the guy. You know? I, it just yeah. reminds me of Deion Sanders, what Travis Hunter did. Sure. I don't think there's very anything Very disarming. Yeah, I thought it was a yeah. very cool story. I, 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 listen, I was never that guy. I, I mean, I, I think you have to play to your personality, though. And Travis yeah. Hunter seems like the type of guy – who this is who he is. He like it's turn the other cheek. Uh, it's it's very much so walking walking through life, understanding the opportunity you have and being a positive person in your community. When I was a kid, especially uh, before raising children of my own and having a, a broader understanding of what life brings you when you put positivity out there. That, that wasn't who I was. When I was playing football, I just imagined myself being a monster. And I had to go out there and I had to fight and kill. I can't picture I, you in that, in that way. You're such a nice guy. I, oh. I, well, yeah, I've changed. There's a I, you know, yeah, I, I know. There's a yeah, switch. I, I, there's an old, yeah, there's a switch. There's an old saying, it's better to be uh, a warrior in a garden than a gardener at war. And so that's Love very that. much so 
how I've lived my life. You know, I've I've hung up the store, uh, the 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 I've I've hung up the sword and I picked up a rake. You know what I mean? <laughs> with with Travis Hunter though, he can be both. He can be the warrior and the gardener, and uh, I, I think it was a really cool thing that he did. But it doesn't work with everybody's personality. It certainly wouldn't be how I would have handled this. Imagine situation. Michael yeah. Jordan, right, in his prime. Right. Like no. I, I'm trying to think of like the elite athletes of our generation doing Kobe. something like that. Kobe would never do something. Kobe, like that. MJ, no. maybe LeBron would. Maybe. LeBron's maybe a little LeBron, more collaborative. Maybe. But that's the yeah. thing is, you always got to keep in mind athletes are fueled differently. It's just like 100%. your car. Not not everybody goes with unleaded fuel. Yeah, it's you know? a great so point. What, what fueled MJ and Kobe and some NFL players? They're fueled by hate. They're fueled yeah. by anger, and it works for them. Great. But Travis Hunter, he's not like that. You know, we live in more... a different generation, too, to your point, Brian. I, yeah. I, I think, th- and I know that they're current because, you know, Kobe and MJ, when we were alive, we watched them all play. But even the last five to ten years, the Gen Z younger crowd is just a lot. It's a different, it's a different vibe. It's a yeah. different vibe with them. Yeah, yeah. And, hey, man, whatever works, that's uh, – I thought it was cool. I just look at it where it's, hey, man, tomato, tomato, you know? Not everybody rolls the same way, but yeah. I'll put it this way. If Michael Jordan somehow had a lacerated liver based on, like, the He might have hit him in the face pistons, with a bowling ball. I mean, that could have happened. You laugh <laughs> right now with the NBA, but back in his day, the Pistons, that oh, was no. like football on hardwood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no way he's going bowling with, uh, I don't know. Yeah, MJ and Isaiah Thomas Johnson hanging out, going like bowling that. together. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> they, still, they, still, they still hate each other. Still, yeah. 40, yeah. It's like 40 <laughs> years later. They still hate they'll each be, other. They'll, they'll be it's in crazy. the rocking chairs one day, and they'll be like, yeah, well, Isaiah's got no game. You know, that's, yeah, it was that's, at 84. Right. It, was, it was the dream right. team, right? Yeah, the 92 yeah, Dream exactly. Team? It's like 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. All right, we've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No, I still owe you my favorite thing from all week. We will get to that at the bottom. Yeah, of the I was hour. waiting for that. Yeah, I know. I just didn't have enough time. You guys are talkative. What That's can I true. We do talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> We've got Seamus McGee coming up next. Let's get some insights from Vegas. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are 35 minutes away until kickoff here. It is countdown to to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio. Presented by... Bet MGM once a day. Play Bet MGM's free to play 8 bit Barry for a chance to win daily prizes. Play as Hall of Famer Barry Sanders and choose to spin, stiff arm, or juke your way to the end zone to win prizes. If Barry scores a touchdown, you score a reward. All right, let's dive into this. Follow the money. Real good money. Okay, our main guy. Seamus McGee gracing us with his presence. Team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. Can you give us some figures here, Seamus? The uh, Colorado money last week compared to the Colorado money this week, fresh off a beatdown against Oregon. What does it look like? Hey, guys. Good to be back. Um, Yeah, it's definitely, you know, slowing down a little bit uh, this week. I was a little surprised. Looking at the uh, the uh, looking at the uh, the handle yesterday, and seeing that not nearly as high as it was in the previous week, especially for that Oregon game. I mean, the handle was huge. Not to say that it's not a small handle; it's still probably one of the biggest handles we're going to have today. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, things a little slower than weeks past. Which um which which handle is the highest then? Like, what what uh which one of these matchups is attracting the most uh, action at the window? If it's not USC and Colorado, I think Georgia Auburn is getting up there. Oh, uh, Notre Duke, Duke has got a lot of action this week, um, wow. which is funny to think before the year started, you wouldn't nearly expect that. And we just launched in uh, Kentucky uh, yes, or just this past yeah. week. So uh, they have a huge game for them at home against Florida today. So that's getting that big handle for sure. Yeah, nice timing with that in the Bluegrass State, the week that they play Florida. 4-0, really important game for Kentucky, even though it looks like the market's kind of favoring Florida there. We've seen some money on the dog. Speaking of money on the dog, and I- I'm seeing this one kind of get pushed out to seven and, and even pushing now seven and a half here, Seamus. But but Clemson on the road at Syracuse, and I thought that this might be a letdown, you know, kind of a double letdown spot after losing last week. How does Clemson bounce back this week? But it looks like right now the market kind of favors the uh, Tigers on the road here. Yeah, I was talking to uh, our good friend John Ewing yesterday about this game, and I, the public keeps fading Clemson mm. every week, it feels like. Mm. And it seems like the Sharps aren't buying it. Um, yeah, a lot of Q's money. We're going to need Clemson to win big. Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you don't hear that often, but how about of these top <laughs> ten teams, Seamus, 
There are some big home underdogs, but you mentioned the Georgia-Auburn game. Like, of those big home underdogs of the unranked teams, is there any one of those teams that's getting a decent amount of money where you're just saying, I'll take the 27.5 or whatever it happens to be? Yeah, I haven't really seen a lot of action on the big dogs. I thought maybe, you know, people are a little skittish about Bama still, even after that Bama after that Texas loss, uh, especially after we played against South Florida. But it's still a lot of Bama money coming in. It's still a lot of one-way traffic on Georgia, even though, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they cover a spread this year. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, not a lot of money coming in on Northwestern. So it's, uh, I, I thought maybe there'd be some, uh, you know, some live dogs right now with the public, but, uh, doesn't look like it so far, except with Clemson, but obviously Clemson not being ranked. Yeah, I got, I think I might have to get off this Syracuse plus seven bet here. I, I'm not feeling too good about it after seeing the market now go to seven and a half in some spots. Um, it, it is funny because you, you nailed it. We talked about it earlier, Shane, is about the top teams, Michigan and Georgia, top two teams in the AP poll, 0-8 against the spread. So the, the, the numbers are, are, are outrunning those those power teams. Speaking of power teams, can we talk about the Sun Belt? Because, man, this conference is really impressing me so far, and this is the game of the year in the Sun Belt right now. I'm going to have another one later this season. South Dow at JMU today. You would think JMU off the nice win against Utah State would be getting some love here, but it looks like the market's favoring the Jaguars, even though they lost to Central Michigan last week. What do we make of South Dow JMU coming up at noon Eastern here? Well, South Alabama was a team that we were kind of taking some sharp money on before the season started, so I kind of got the idea throughout the course of the year we'd take some sharp South Alabama money on just regular games and I watched JMU play Virginia for four quarters a few weeks ago, and I was not thoroughly impressed at all because Virginia's horrendous, and they should have lost that game. Um, so I'm not really surprised to see some South Alabama love here. Mm. All right. Uh, I got a question for you about something that caught my interest. Iowa, they're hosting Michigan State. All of a sudden, there's poison pills built into their offensive coordinator's contract where they have to average more than 25 points per game. They have to win seven games, including a bowl game, for him to keep his job. The reason why this would be important to a head coach is because the OC is the head coach's son. So when when something like that comes up, like – like a contract that's been tweaked to incentivize better play. Do the bookmakers and handicappers take note and switch up some of the uh, some of the odds and spreads that we're going to see, some of the totals that we're going to see on on that team? You can try it first. You might hang like a little like two points higher uh, if you feel that way. But the market's going to tell you exactly what they think of that. And frankly, you look at Iowa's offense the past. You know, the start of the season, he's not really hitting the benchmarks yet. So he, he, can, have his, he can have his banked in, but he's not hitting the, the points he has to hit uh, every week, considering he scored a whopping zero last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seamus, so how do we get rich today, man? What do you like the most? You guys know I love my, my you know, group of five, my FCS games, but – I really can't take my eyes off the big noon kickoff of Penn State and Northwestern. I like the under here. I don't know how mm. Northwestern scores a point. <laughs> a point. It could it be back to back shutouts here week. from Penn State? Yeah. I oh, like this a lot. Be shot. I'm not, I like I'm this not a lot. Shot there, but yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I don't see a Northwestern score as very much. <laughs> I can see Rich already writing it down and getting his, yeah, yeah. Getting his picks ready. <laughs> the wheels are turning. Hmm. 
<laughs> Thank you, you ever people? They like lick the pencil or something. That's all oh, I picture. Yeah. Rich, is rich like, big oh, yeah, pencil yeah, licker yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, pencil yeah, yeah right well, it was a problem in high school and now – you know, brain cells. Look, the point is pocket protector, Ornberg. That is the that is the shame. Yeah, I'm crunching the numbers. I just pushed the <laughs> my glasses up by the by the middle, the linkage piece, and we're gonna crunch the numbers on that one. Well, hey, Seamus, you crushed it as always, man. Appreciate the time. Enjoy the ball today. Thanks, guys. All right, there he is, Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. Okay, we uh. In the 4 by 100 meter relay here, we've got uh, Seamus McGee running the third leg. The anchor leg is Isaac Lowenkron, just building off that great momentum and taking us home down the stretch here. Ilo with the latest. And Brian, could Team USA be on a finishing kick right now at the Ryder Cup? Because earlier today in Rome, Team USA was getting destroyed by Europe 9.5 to 2.5. But since then, the United States has come back and they have won two straight four-ball matches. So it is now... Europe nine and a half, Team USA four and a half, and Europe still needs five points, uh, five matches essentially to win. So, team, uh, it might be the equivalent of when the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl was twenty-eight to nine. So, still a long way to go for Team USA. But again, they've just won back-to-back matches. NFL media reports: the Baltimore Ravens signing veteran linebacker Kyle Van Noy to their active roster from their practice squad in Major League Baseball. Baseball on Friday night, the Seattle Mariners got a grand slam from J.P. Crawford in an 8-0 win over the Texas Rangers. The Houston Astros a 2-1 victory at Arizona. So Houston one game behind Texas for first place in the AL West, while the Mariners one game behind the Astros for the final AL wildcard spot. And finally, continuing to trend right now, fellas, the streaming service Peacock, because their streaming coverage of today's English Premier League soccer action has been marred by technical difficulties, and fans here in the United States continue to be furious, even if they're U.S. fans not in the United States. JR from Texas tweeting, I'm on a flight right now, paid $35 for Wi-Fi to watch my Arsenal... Only for the Peacock app not to work on the flight. Soccer fan Bailey tweets, I turned it into a drinking game. So whatever the stream (laughs) goes out, Bailey takes a drink. Max tweeting, Hey Peacock, your Premier League broadcast makes me think I'm back in my tweens playing video games with dial-up internet. And finally, Christopher tweeting, this is worse than the illegal foreign streams I used to rely on. Nothing like fans being so frustrated they publicly admit to criminal activity. Back to you guys. All right. Thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. A couple of quickies here. Uh, Two of my favorite things all week long. Ilo has been talking about the Ryder Cup and the, uh, you know, Team Europe waxing Team USA. But Victor Hovland is my new favorite golfer. Iowa Sam, our former technical producer, he sent me this, where uh, Victor Hovland is a huge heavy metal fan. I had no idea, but listen to Victor Hovland, what he says about metal. This is beautiful. It's just super chaotic, but the more you listen to it, you find the the rhythm and beats, and it kind of comes together and makes sense. The other thing that was hilarious all week long, your Penn State Nittany Lions. 
So at the end of practice on Wednesday, Penn State practiced without music. That's This is great. To get yeah. ready for the Northwestern trip, <laughs> the head coach James Franklin said, they have to be honest about the atmosphere. <laughs> so he's like, he's right. no music. We got to get used to not much noise while we're on the road against Northwestern. He's absolutely right when it comes to that. Northwestern's the hottest State. team in the country. It's beat Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, super hot. Um, Penn State, they can hold um, an attendance of up to 106 and some odd fans, uh, 106,000 and some odd fans. Uh, Northwestern, I believe, is averaging something in the 20s this season. So this makes perfectly sense. 20 for, for fans Penn- or 20,000? Tw- oh, I, I keep dropping the thousand. Yeah, it's 20, a good distinction thousand. to make. I was unsure. <laughs> yeah, tw- can you imagine? It's just it's just a smattering it's of a, like it's a group. Uh, it's just moms, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they're just rooting on their boys out there. No, yeah, I mean it. It's a smart decision. Although, what I think is interesting is unless this was a question that was asked. If you're offering that information, you are throwing unnecessary yeah. shade at a program oh, yeah. leading into what could be a trap game. You know, again, like, you you can sometimes – I'm not saying they're going to get beat by Northwestern. And they're not going to get beat by Northwestern. This won't be a close vote. There's no chance they're going to get beat by Northwestern. But you can sleepwalk in a first half if you really have that little respect for an opponent. I hope they don't. But, but that is a very funny quote from James Franklin. Mm. That's the, the beauty of Penn State. One yeah. and no mentality every week. I, I, well, I do yeah. appreciate that from James. He, he, does, he does preach that. The thing to me is how on our side we're like, how did you step in it like that? But when you're behind the microphone and you're asked a question, it's really easy to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to come back to bite them. But if you're asked a point blank question, hey, coach, why were you practicing without music? And you're like, well, we're going to play at Northwestern. That's why. Right. You know, like, <laughs> it's, like yeah. it's hard to Derek Jeter your way completely around that when someone on the opposite sidelines probably going to be like, oh, really? Oh, yeah? Like, you don't want to get a rise out of any opponent that you're facing, but it's so easy to avoid all comments that's not going to raise an antenna, you know? Yeah, it's easy, like you said, when you're in control. But in a Q&A, there's a lot of times where, you know, you're asked a question that you're not really expecting, and even though you put some forethought into the right. reasons why, you're – like, like that's that's kind of – it's not an odd question. Look, everybody's going to ask you about your preparation leading up to a game. But that's something that you may not figure anybody would really notice or care to ask about. And if it was asked and answered honestly, well, then, you know, it, it goes back to the old saying. It's like if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. You know, so he could have made some sort of excuse like, hey, look, you know, uh, we had a couple of technical difficulties with the music this week. Uh, Or, you know, look, I mean, we're going to change things up week to week depending on the opponent. And that's just one of the changes that we made. Um, And we're just focused on on being the best we possibly can and and clearly communicate with each other. That's that's an easy way to sidestep throwing shade. But then again, college football, man, it's becoming more and more professional wrestling. Yeah. You know, you want to have a little bit of a headline heading into a week because you don't want the nation to forget about you. I agree. I, I think 
the recruiting element to college football has changed the way that the teams carry themselves so dramatically. Content is king. And it goes back. The great. This is a great callback to earlier in the show. Dan Lanning's pregame speech. Yep. That should never be out there. It, 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 that is a sacred moment before the game between coach and players. But it is out there because Oregon's PR people know it's going to get clicks. And it's going to be viral. And unfortunately, we are forsaking a lot of those moments that I think are sacred because of how important the, the spotlight is these days in college football. Right. Because yeah. the kids respond to that. They love it. But the old school, old soul in me says, just let Dan Lanning talk to his team for 10 minutes and let's not blast it all over the internet. Like, it's just, I, I, it's unfortunate that that's what it's becoming, but it's like, are you going to just ignore the things that are important just because you don't agree with them? Me personally, I don't want that out there. But being a media person, understanding the landscape, I understand why they put it out there. So right, gotta, it, it, it's, it's tough. We got picks to do. We've got yeah, Rich we Ornberger, Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No Picks galore right around the bend. Will it include the boys from South Bend? We'll find out next. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We are 10 minutes away from kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Props to the crew. Bo Benson, trusted producer, also graced us on the mic today. Love it. Saying, fade the Trojans as a Trojans fan. That's <laughs> beautiful. We got Chris Perfett, technical producer, Isaac Lowenkron. Crushing the updates as always. Top of the hour, up on game. LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada. The conversation about ball continues on. All right, we've got a bunch of picks to make. Let's do it. Rapid fire. Okay, Jared, we'll start with you, man. Wake up, Wolverines. Michigan on the road today at Nebraska. I am laying 17 and a half with Michigan. Listen, they haven't covered yet this year. I think the environment in Lincoln might galvanize the troops a little bit. It's a backup quarterback for Nebraska. I love Michigan's defense. I don't know how the Huskers are scoring in this game. We'll lay 17 and a half with Michigan. How about Wyoming? We were on Wyoming last week against App State. They pulled off a wild win, and I think they got past the tough part of their schedule. Now they get to face New Mexico at home, and Rich said it last week, Laramie is uncomfortable, and New Mexico's coming off a crazy win. They beat UMass in overtime. Now back-to-back road games at altitude. We'll lay it with Wyoming. Those are my First two picks of the day, Michigan and Wyoming. Big favorites, chalky to start the card. Okay, okay. How about this? Kansas, they have an offense, and they're going to need it taking on the Longhorns in Austin. I'm forecasting an old-fashioned Texas shootout. The total is set at 61.5. Give me the over there. Boise State played a super physical game and earned a close win last Friday on the road, and they struggled defensively. Today, they traveled to Memphis, who has an offense, and they love to score points. The Tigers are favored by three at home. They'll cover. I'm going to take a Big Ten matchup. Some will be surprised which matchup I'm about to select. 
because the Iowa Hawkeyes are favored by 10, hosting Michigan State. Old Sparty's got some problems, the Mel Tucker situation, et cetera, et cetera. Hawkeyes also have an offensive coordinator who has incentives attached to scoring and wins. I see the Hawkeyes going way over the top, trying to beat the pulp out of a Big Ten rival. So there it is. I got Kansas at Texas. Over 61 and a half. Boise State at Memphis. Memphis favored by three. They'll cover. And Michigan State at Iowa. I got the Hawkeyes favored by 10. Okay. It's the gift that keeps on giving. The opposing running back against Colorado. <laughs> I'm going with USC's Marshawn Lloyd today. A little pricey on BetMGM. 93 and a half rushing yards. Over. So it's less at other shops, but we'll do it. 93 and a half. Give me Stanford, the Stanford Cardinal, plus 25 and a half against Oregon. Let down spot. Let down spot for the Ducks. We just got to keep it within 27. I think Stanford can do it. Don't forget, Oregon struggled against Texas Tech on the road earlier this year. They got a ton of talent, but I think this week was more so looking back and living it up against Colorado instead of focusing on Stanford. I don't think they're laser-focused. Give me the Cardinal. And another dog, Iowa State plus 20 at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's weird. Their offense is unbelievable, or it's pedestrian. Iowa State's offense is typically pedestrian, and that's like an improvement. They're normally awful, but they play really good defense. I think they're just going to be annoying. They're going to be pests. So look-ahead spot for Oklahoma. Give me the Cyclones plus 20 today. That's what I'm rolling with. All right, let's do this. This is the best play of the day. It's a touchdown. Give it to me. All right, Jared, what do you have, man? The fun belt. I love this conference so much. South Alabama catching two and a half points at JMU. The Jaguars need to be explosive. They've got two great wide receivers that can do it, Lacey and Webb. The defense usually is good. It hasn't been good. It's better today. South Al covers plus two and a half. I think they went out right. Sprinkle the money line. Okay. Everybody enjoyed the ball. Irish, let's rebound, baby. (laughs) At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.